When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether they were helping kids get over heartbreak with a comforting hug or casually inflicting emotional trauma over a three-martini lunch, there have been countless memorable mothers over the course of television history. From Donna Reed to Dr. Rainbow Johnson, Wilma Flintstone to Lois Griffin, the small screen has given us all kinds of moms we can look up to or identify with, and in some cases, given us some deliciously bishy targets for in which to work out our own unresolved mommy issues. Now the Great Pop Culture Debate Podcast wants to have a family meeting to decide who is the best TV mom of all time. Forever suffering from arrested development, I'm your host, Eric Resniak, and I love all of my panelists equally. I don't care for Curtis. I'm right here, Lucille. Oh, good. You're here. Did nothing cancel? (laughs) Please welcome the rest of my panel. She would love to be wrong, but she doesn't live with the right people for that. Welcome back to our modern podcast family, Amy Pilot. Thank you. Just wish I was bringing Claire Dunphy, my girl, with me to round two. I know, she went out in round one. (laughs) He once allowed his best friends to spend the night in prison so he could steal their tickets to see Mr. Burt Reynolds. It's my personal Sophia Petrillo, Curtis Creekmore. Well, to be fair, all of my friends are whores. It's true, I'm one of them. And she also once saved her town from a con man selling faulty monorails. Please welcome back Rochester's Marge Simpson, Kara Austin. Main Street's still all cracked and broken. Sorry, Mom, the mob has spoken. Exactly. Monorail. (laughs) Before we get to the debate, let's go over how this works. We put up an open poll with more than 100 of the most memorable TV moms of all time. For this survey, we focus strictly on fictional characters, no reality TV moms here, and moms from primetime television. More than 70 people took the poll to pick their favorite moms, and then we took the top 32, ranked them by popularity, and added them to a bracket. Now we argue about it and insult each other, all for your amusement. Want to play along at home? Head to greatpopculturedebate.com and click on the polls and brackets section. There you'll find the listener bracket for this and every episode of the podcast. Make a copy for yourself, fill it out with your picks, and see if your picks match up with our panelists. Do you think we're out of line and need to go to our rooms? Drop a comment on this episode at greatpopculturedebate.com or give us a stern talking to you on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube. And now we're going to move right on to the debates. For season three onward, we were starting right at the C-16. And if you want to check out which moms got eliminated in round one, as Amy mentioned, Claire Dunphy from uh, Modern Family already has, become a Patreon supporter and listen to our exclusive warm-ups. First up, it's Moira Rose from Schitt's Creek, our ultimate number one seed, versus Violet Crowley, the Dowager Countess from Downton Abbey, a four seed. Curtis, peruse the wig wall and select the perfect dude to support Moira, while Kara sharpens her wits and her hat pins to stump for Vi. And I'm going to have Curtis go first. My gay little heart is ripping in two. This is <laughs> probably the hardest one for me in, the, in what is left of the bracket. Uh, I love both of these characters so very much. I aspire to be both of them on different days of the week. Uh, I love Schitt's Creek. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. And Moira is such an amazing character. Catherine O'Hara is a treasure. She she does an amazing job in this role. And if we had had Halloween, thanks pandemic, um, my plan was to go as Moira Rose, um, a very specific Moira Rose for those of you who have watched the final season, I think it's in like episode one or two. Um, she's trapped in the closet and then there's the fire. And then there's a scene of her sitting outside the hotel or the motel with all of her wigs kind of spread all across her. And she just looks shell shocked. And that's what I was going to do. I was going to sew several wigs to my body and then just sit around looking shell shocked everywhere. And it was going to be the best. So that's not a reason why to pick her, but that's what I'm going to go with. All right, Kara, what have you got for Viola Crawley? I, I feel like it's a battle of the wigs versus a battle of the hats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. And and she can turn a, a stunning hat. Um, well, if you, you subscribe to Patreon, you can f- hear the full argument from round one. But Violet Crawley is 
it, she's the person when she's on screen, you're you're looking for her and you're waiting to hear what she has to say. I mean, she uses that wit um, to to t- to strike down powerful men um, and put people in their place. But she is often doing that in some way to support her her children and and a lot of times her grandchildren and i mean being a grandmother is an extension of being a mother you don't get to that without you know doing an all right job at the first thing um and she's kind of caught in this in this uh battle of of two fronts where she's trying to you know keep the legacy of her family together and, and the old ways of doing things like you know she's hor- horrified at the idea of a, what's his weak end um, <laughs> or, or any sort of change like you know the, the idea of like edith getting a job and writing and working and so she's not always forward thinking but when it comes down to doing you know trying to to support her but you know especially her grandchildren she does she, she'll move heaven and earth to do it um and in, in moving heaven and earth she you know does because of her mainly because of her gender and because of, you know, she doesn't hold any power anymore. She has to kind of do, you know, use every trick in the book and still, you know, retain this kind of ladylike presence while she's doing it. Um, so she's, she's crafty and conniving in, 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 you know, good ways and bad. She's, you know, certainly has her flaws, but at, you know, at the heart of it, she's trying to, you know, create a safe and secure future for her family. Fair. So Amy does not like slash has not watched either of these shows. <laughs> um, Amy, has either of these arguments persuaded you one way or the other? I mean, I I don't like hats. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. so I think and and because um, just just in recent times, I have to stand with Vice Countess uh, Violet Bridgerton, and she is now my official, uh, you know, Brit- British female figure. I'm going to have to go with Moira here. Uh, okay. I respect that. You, you can't have, you can only have one old timey British Violet on your, your card at one time. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. There you go. Uh, so I will also, I, I, I love the, the Dowager. And I think, um, especially I mentioned this in the Patreon, her relationship with Edith in particular, I found really endearing. Um, but I also, when Kara was talking, it occurred to me her absolute horror at uh, Sybil wearing pants. <laughs> or when Mary got a short haircut, she was appalled. Um, so, but I, I think she's a great character, obviously played p- to perfection by Maggie Smith. Um, but in terms of which one is a better mother, I am going to give it to Moira Rose here from Schitt's Creek. So she will be advancing. Sorry, Dowager. Next up, tragic she-wolf Catelyn Stark from Game of Thrones, a six seed, has to outlift the seemingly immortal Morticia Adams of the Adams family, a two seed. Amy, explain why Catelyn is a cut above the rest. Sorry. Well, I will entwine with the ennui of Morticia. I'm going to have Amy go first. I, I, I don't. I just don't know how else to to talk about Catelyn Stark other than she got her throat cut for her children. I mean, she just li- literally traveled the earth on behalf of her family. She was the the fact that we're actually having this conversation and we're talking about her and. Sh- and Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. She dies in season two um, of, of a six season show. Um, says that she is a prominent matriarch of, of the Stark family. And her presence is felt throughout the entire series, even though she is not there. Um, and if I was to die a brutal death for my children, I would like to know that they are going to live on and my legacy will live on with them for many, many years and be prominent to everyone around them. So let us hope it does not come to that. (laughs) Um, um, But yeah, you, you make a good argument. Let me ask this, uh, Kara or Curtis, are either one of you inclined to vote for Morticia over Catelyn here? Absolutely not. Curtis? I don't think so. Yeah. I, I had an argument prepared for Morticia, but in the interest of expediency and because I frankly agree with Amy's argument that um, Catelyn kind of uh, is a great example of the 
incredibly superhumanly protective mom that there were a couple that Joyce Byers was was in round one. She got knocked out, but there are a couple others that I can think of off the top of my head from TV. But I think Catelyn is like the er version of them in terms of like she is by far uh, like no one suffers more than Catelyn Stark to protect her children. And it turns out mostly for the best, except for Rob, you know, justice for Rob. Um, uh, I, I will say this for Morticia. I think she's a great um, mom in many reasons. Curtis covered several in the warm-up, but uh, I will also say she's a fantastic wife, and I think we should all aspire to have the kind of marriage <laughs> that Gomez and Morticia do, so God bless her. Uh, so next up, bold sweater aficionado Claire Huxtable from The Cosby Show, a one-seed, is up against bold singer Edith Bunker from All in the Family, a four-seed. Amy, give us a supportive yet stirring pep talk regarding Claire while Curtis explains why we should stay with the bunker, and I want to start with Curtis. Oh boy. Um, so I actually did not watch the Cosby's as a kid or now for that matter. Um, I, I didn't get the same connection to Claire that so many other people have and, and do. And obviously she was the second overall seed. So she was the second most voted for mom on this list. So probably poor Edith is going down, but I do feel like I have to go to bat for her again. Um, She's just, she's like the every mom. She is so kind and so willing to support her children. And she only had one, Gloria, who was a, a bit of a mess. She was a hot mess. She she got into trouble. She uh, had an affair while she was married to that meathead of a husband that she had. And, you know, Edith was still there for her and, and supported her and still loved her and Edith is the type of mom that I think a lot of other moms were built from. Um, I, I don't have much of a better reason to support her other than that. And I just, she has a beautiful singing voice. Lies. That's fine. <laughs> like an angel. <laughs> what have you got for Claire Huxtable, Amy? Okay. So I first also want to put it like a big asterisk on Claire Huxtable. But I feel badly for her because I think that if we if we were recording this five or 10 years from now, I think a lot less people are going to even know of Claire Huxtable because sadly, Mr. Cosby has taken her down in some ways, I think. And the show is not going to live up to what it was based on the person. And for those of you who are subscribers, you heard us talk about Roseanne earlier and I think similar story. Um, So I just want to put that out there. But with all of that said, Claire Huxtable was, I mean, groundbreaking like let glass ceiling shattering um african-american mom of five who is a career woman she's the matriarch of the family she's bright she goes up against her son-in-law when he's being a chauvinist i mean there's so many moments of claire huxtable as this strong powerful feminine um icon um and felicia rashad is hopefully continues to thrive she has still been in many things and i love whenever i see her um so i just i think that she we we spoke again in in in, um in the earlier episode in the warm-ups that if you were subscribing you may have heard we talked a lot about some of these 80s career moms, you know, the, the, the Keatons and Maggie Seaver, but Claire was, Claire Huxtable's all of that. And she was an African-American woman. Um, and at a time that that just wasn't happening. So, you know, I, I, I look at her and, and, and I don't think we even talked about it then because she was just so fabulous at it. So I've got all my money on Claire Huxtable here. And I think that she's the, the, one of the strongest figures that we are talking about tonight. I agree with that completely. Kara, where are you coming down on this? Curtis and I are apparently siblings because I never watched the Cosby <laughs> show either. <laughs> um, I only knew him like before everything that's come to light. I was like, he's the guy who eats Jello and pudding pops. <laughs> pudding pops. Ask, ask children to say dumb things. Um, but I, I really think that. Um, Amy's argument, but you know, it, it defense of her really got to me. And I think I'm going to switch my, my choice to Claire. Cause I feel horrible that, yeah, 
I think she's right that, you know, this is a show that's not going to get the rewatch. You know, it's not going to be rewatched. It's not going to be, you know, now streaming on Hulu. Like no one's going to promote it because of the terrible person who, you know, is attached to it and other people's, you know, really good performances and, and, and quality characters are going to be lost. So that, you know, and and I think especially uh, having a prominent black woman in that role in that, that family, if we, you know, take Bill Cosby out of it, um, that's that's important and that you know she should move on she should move on to the next bracket i agree and i i think that uh, amy's argument there was real i mean claire let's declare in a bubble that was a great argument for her um and i'm gonna vote for claire so she's moving on but i i think really that argument that this is a show that is almost certainly going to completely fall into obscurity when it was a powerhouse if you were not Mm -hmm. around in the 80s the cosby show i believe was the the highest rated show on network television for many years. It was huge. It was that weird thing where even in a still very racist America, and we're in 2021, it's still a very racist America, for whatever reason, Cosby hit the same way Oprah and Will Smith do, where people just didn't see them as people of color so much. They just saw them as, oh, I like those folks, right? And they embrace them. That's what the Cosbys were. They were huge with all demographics. And now that show is going to fall into obscurity because of what happened. And that's crazy. So, um, yeah, I'm moving on Claire Huxable. Anybody have anything else to say on that? Nope. All right. Sorry, well, Edith. I'm, I'm really happy, though. This is the first time I've won this. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Next up, it's Peg Bundy, who is a six seed, versus the longest running mother on television, Marge Simpson, a two seed. I will support Peg Bundy, Kara, make like Blanche Dubois in Streetcar, the musical, and sing passionately yet tenderly for Marge. Bring it, Resniak. This is the <laughs> ultimate TV mom, Marge Simpson. And I feel like I asterisks. My my passion for The Simpsons and the only seasons I recognize are seasons one through about twelve, and after that, they they kind of lose the 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 heart of it. But Marge, Marge is a mom and a wife in the and really a terrible trope of a lot of um a lot of moms and wives and TV, you know, and especially like sitcom TV, whereas the husband is is not even useless, but actively actively useless. Keep actively useless. Um. But Marge is the is the heart of that family, and where her where Homer is just an awful father and husband and provider in every possible way, Marge is the one who's um, bringing the humanity to the show, who's taking care of the children, and not just in just the, the basics like you know food, clothing, whatever. She's the she's I'm trying to think she's all the ways that you want your mom to be, but she still messes up in the ways that your mom probably was. And one of my favorite episodes and, and moments of that is when Lisa is going through a funk and she's sad all the time and she's sad in class. Um, and there's Marge is trying to pep her up and she, in, in towards the end of the episode, she's driving Lisa to school and she thinks back to her own mother um, and giving her a pep talk saying, you know, you, you have to smile no matter what, you know, because when you when you're smiling, that lets everybody know what a good mother you have. So it's very important to smile. And so, you know, thinking back on that, what Marge originally takes from it is that I need to, you know, pass this on to my daughter. And it's like, Lisa, you need to smile because that's how people are going to like you. You need to change who you are. You know, doesn't matter what's happening on the inside. And I think she says, like, you know, my, my, my mom always told me to take the best sad stuff and just push it way deep down until it's like you're walking on it. <laughs> she drops Lisa off at school and Lisa is just forcing the smile and Marge is still in the car watching as these two kids who have never noticed her before, but notice her because she's smiling, um, start to be friends with her. But then they're like, hey, why don't you do my homework later? And then the band teacher comes out and he's an asshole to her. And Lisa's just smiling like, oh, this is all okay. And Marge in that moment realizes how bad that advice is and how it didn't work for her. And she like tears the car onto the you know the the lawn in front of the school and grabs Lisa. And in this moment, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about this because it's like what you want your your parents to do. She's like, Lisa, I was wrong. You feel your feelings. You don't have to feel anything that you're not feeling the moment. If you are going to be sad, then I'm going to be here while you're sad. And when you feel better, you know, you let us know. You ha- like you feel your feelings and you be you. And we will always like she's like we will always be here for you. 
And it's like, God, that's who, that's what every child needs. <laughs> um, and, and without her, the family falls apart. She goes away for a weekend and <laughs> Homer and, and I forget where Lisa is, but Homer and Bart are literally making garbage angels in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> She's risen to every challenge, you know, put her. She became a cop when she thought that was something she wanted to do. She fought against the monorail and she was right. It was she terrible. Was. That's right. Um, um, I got nothing, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I know when my ass is kicked and my ass is kicked. Um, no, that's that's that. And frankly, that story told about Marge, that scene is exactly, I think, why we wanted to do this episode, which is that TV moms can sometimes fill that void that we don't feel that we're getting in real life. And Marge is a mom who's realistic. She's not a, a, some absurd like Donna Reed type of untouchable archetype. Nothing against Donna Reed. Um, but she is also um, she's great. She, she's she's a great mom so i'm not even gonna attempt i will say uh peg bundy lover fashion icon fashion icon. Peg bundy. Uh, yeah um is anybody willing to support peg over marge at this point or are we just moving on moving on moving on uh picture it the majority of the panel wants to put forth sophia patrillo from the golden girls a one seed while i believe the chosen one is joyce summers from buffy the vampire slayer a four seed amy explain why i belong in shady pines and promote sophia while i stake my reputation on joyce and i'm gonna have you know what i'll go first uh because i'm pretty sure that you're gonna win this argument amy um joyce uh, as uh, one of our writers and said that joyce summers had to put up with like twice as much as any other mother on this list she woke up one morning and she suddenly had a miss mystical teenage daughter who was a brat and this is true um and she already had a mystical teenage daughter who was out every night slaying vampires and saving the world um joyce is a great teen mom uh, teen show mom in that she is utterly clueless about what's going on when she actually gets clued into what's happening she at least makes an effort to be there for buffy even though she doesn't understand it and does not like the fact that her daughter is literally putting herself within death's reach night after night and in fact does die at least twice um and it, but she still gets that this is what Buffy has to do, and she doesn't understand why. Uh, she's she's great. Christine Sutherland does a great job playing her. The episode where she dies completely out of nowhere is gripping television. It is incredibly moving, incredibly sad. Everybody involved does a great job. But that said, she is up against Sophia Petrillo from the Golden Girls, and I'm going to give it to Amy because I'm pretty sure this is a slam dunk for you. Go for it. Um, I'll start with saying, have I given you any indication at all that I care? <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, Sophia was like the queen of one-liners. She was the ultimate mom to a group of moms. I mean, we've talked a little bit about that when you get to be a grandmother, that that's, you know, what do they say? Like, only the best moms get promoted to grandma. Well, like, Sophia <laughs> was that and a bag of chips i mean she was she was the ultimate grandma the ultimate mom to be a mom to dorothy and and come off as the mom and and still be able to put dorothy in her place every single episode like that's that's a mom she, the, the mom always wins um Sophia always wins. Sophia has won this battle. I'm not even done talking and Sophia has won this battle. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm I'm sorry to the vampires, but <laughs> I I don't see how I could say anything else that's going to matter. I think you're probably right. I'm out here on the lanai by myself, which is a bad place for vampires to be, I, I should say. Um, Curtis, where are you on this? Really? Do you have to ask? I, know. I mean, I yeah. have the friggin' purse. In my he does. room, within arm's reach. Uh, so it's Joyce for you, right? Okay. Um, <laughs> and Kara, how about you? I'm broadcasting live from inside that purse, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the category is cheesecakes. The acoustics are amazing. <laughs> cheesecake. Cheesecake. Mm, I want cheesecake now real bad. All right. The majority of the panel wants to have pop pop in the attic with Lucille Bluth from Arrested Development, a six seed. But can she withstand the Wessonality of Carol Brady of the Brady Bunch, a two seed? I'm going to uh, open this up for discussion. Is anybody here going to vote for Lucille over Carol Brady? Curtis, where are you coming down on this one? Yes. Lucille over Carol Brady. Mm, okay. Uh, Amy? 
I'm going to go Carol Brady. All right, Kara. Buster, it's just a bird. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm torn. I'm torn. Um, I will argue this for Carol. If we are talking about TV moms, she's literally iconic. Take a drink. Mm. Um, <laughs> she like when you think of, of TV moms, I would say she's going to be in her top five. Whereas Lucille is a terrible mother. Yes. <laughs> like she is it's possibly awful. the worst mother on this list. Like if Cersei Lannister had made the bracket, she wouldn't be worse than Cersei. But she's close. That's um, only because she hasn't actually murdered anybody or caused despair <laughs> that we, that we know, know of. <laughs> exactly. Well, wait, a Lucille did take Buster's hand. So <laughs> it, did, it did. Um. That said, Lucille is an amazing character. We've discussed this, that you can be a terrible mom, but a great character, and that's Bluth. Um, but Carol Brady is a great character. But now that I'm actually thinking about it, Carol's not a great mom. Um, she has Alice do most of the work. Mm-hmm. What, does Carol, what does Carol Brady do all day? Carol right. was really good at giving advice, I think. Yes. Um, especially with like, and I, I'm arguing against myself here, but with all of those different kids and their different personalities, and she had to put up with Jan of all oh. the children. Um, um, speaking as a Jan Brady, I take offense <laughs> to this. Well, I think we can all agree that she was the most problematic of all of them. Sure. Um, but I think she handled that middle child syndrome with grace, and she always supported those children regardless of what they were going through. And sometimes it was when they were fighting each other, like as any mother who has more than one child knows like you really can't take sides in the moment. And I think she did a really good job of doing that in the episode where the line, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha comes from, and it was only said once apparently Um, Jan really is just bugged with Marsha. She wants to get out of her shadow. And so she enters this essay contest and she ends up winning. And when they're getting ready to give her the award, Jan finds out, Oh, I didn't actually win. And she has this like, uh, decision to make of does she tell the truth and and find like tell the teacher that she didn't win and that there was a mistake or does she take the award and get out of Marsha's shadow and she ends up telling the teacher so they announce like oh she didn't actually win and um carol says well honey sometimes when we lose we win but she always had those like little sage pieces of advice for all her kids like regardless of what they were going through which i think is really nice but i'm still voting for lucille because i fucking love her Lucille had a lot of good advice, too. She'd often tell Lindsay, get a job. (laughs) And better to be alive in California or dead in California than alive in Arizona. I mean. (laughs) And that's still true today. It is still true today. And she did hate the gays because they're so dramatic that it's made her want to set herself on fire. Um, No, but seriously, um, much like Carol had Alice do all the work, I feel like um, Curtis did a much better job of making my argument than I did. So I feel like there's a certain symmetry to that. Um, Kara, are you sticking with Lucille? 100%. Amy, are you sticking with Carol? Yes, I think delegating her authority over the children to Alice is being a great mother. Okay, that's another good argument. Oh, there you go. Um, oh, God, I'm really... Uh, so I'm the decision here because if it's a tie, if I switch to Carol, she's a two seed, she would advance. Lucille is a six seed. Here's my feeling. If we're looking at the overall pantheon of TV TV moms, Lucille is hilarious and I love her and I worship at the, the ground of Jennifer Walters, but Carol Brady is a better TV mom. Jessica that's Walters. my argument. Right. Jessica Walters. Jennifer Walters is She-Hulk, everybody. Um, (laughs) We just recorded the the Avengers episode last night. That's why I'm doing this. Um, Yes, I I worship at the altar of Jessica Walters. Thank you. Um, I think that Carol Brady is a better TV mom. That's why I'm voting for her over Lucille. But Lucille is a much better character. So that means two and two, and Carol Brady would advance. Yes. She's the momest of moms. She's the momest of moms. And- And I'm fine with it with her moving forward because of that. Okay. She's also going up, I believe, against Sophia Petrillo in the next round. Yep. So it's over. <laughs> um, half of our panel was tuned into Linda Belcher from Bob's Burgers, a one seed, while the other were in favor of ballroom goddess Blanca Evangelista, a five seed. And I say that, but I actually don't know if we're half and half on this. So I want to go around the, the room. Kara, where are you on this one? I'm assuming it's Linda. Yeah, Linda. Yeah. Curtis? I don't know. 
I know. Amy, do you have her? You don't have a horse in this race, do you? I, I've never seen an episode of either of these shows. So um, I will let you guys argue to me and I can decide. Mm, okay. So I'm going to have Kara take Linda and I will try to do Blanca and we'll go from there. Kara, why don't you give me what you got for Linda Belcher? Look, Amy, I'm going to write a figure down in this piece of paper. <laughs> I'm going to slide, exactly it, how gonna slide it across the table and you just take a look and you let me know what you think, okay? <laughs> Are you actually Louise one- Belcher? Kara? <laughs> that was really well done. That's, it is very much Louise Belcher. I didn't even think about that. Um, and I will say that as someone who uh, has made erotic French fiction for Kara Austin, that is not a joke. It exists. I, I like, there is I a notebook. Like that, a little, that was a birthday present, a group present. <laughs> it was. Um, she is actually all of the various characters from Bob's Burgers rolled into one. <laughs> um, wow. Wow. That's on. That's that's going to be out there on the Internet. That's now. on the podcast. <laughs> it's here. Get into it. Um. So I feel a little ill-equipped because all I know about Blanca is what you guys talked about earlier because I've I've not watched it. I had the same problem Eric did as far as like the first two episodes I watched. I was like, eh, and then I gave up. Um, but I, I know now that I should go back. But again, as far as like best mom, I get, again, so Lin- Linda, Linda and Marge kind of occupy similar spaces for me, whereas Marge is part of her parenting is also kind of processing her own trauma of her like how her mother raised her linda's linda's detached from that linda's very comfortable in her role as mom and in what she's doing she always believes she is doing the best she possibly can um and is not for you know not really forcing her kids to to carry some of that trauma forward um she She's just so supportive. She's there for the kids, no matter what the weirdest things they want to do, like write erotic fan or friend fiction. You know, I, there's a moment I think Tina admits that she does that, and Linda's like, "Make it weird and and sexy or something like that." <laughs> Which is just like, oh, I think that's not something I would want my parents to say to me because I think I would just like curl up and die. But that's what Tina needs to hear, you know, and and it, it supports her being the person she is. Um, yeah, and in that kind of pantheon of, of sitcom moms, I, I feel like Linda Belcher, while she hasn't been around as long as um, the Carol Brady's of the world, I think she's, you know, up there with them as far as like the her her mission in life is to keep her family together, to support her children, to support her husband and, and their business. And, you know, they have it's not a perfect relationship, but it's a relationship built on love. Um and you know she'll she'll follow Bob and her kids into down weird paths just to be supportive, and they will do the same for her, which I think is really important. Um, that's a difference from Marge. Marge, if Marge was going to do something that was outside of the beat of the family, she kind of had to go do it on her own. Linda, they might be like, <laughs> it might be so goofy that people are going to laugh about it at first, but the family will be with her. That's fair. Um, I love Linda Belcher. I think she's great. I do think she is, you're right, in kind of instantly in the pantheon of TV moms. Um, here's my argument. I think if we're looking at this bracket right now, Linda and Marge are kind of a little redundant, not just because they're both cartoon moms, but in I feel like they're similar in certain ways. Although, as you pointed out, Linda has a much better quality of life and a much better family unit than Marge ever has. Um, there is nobody else on the bracket like Blanca Evangelista. Um, you want to talk about struggles. Blanca is trans. Blanca is HIV positive. Blanca is a woman of color. Blanca is um, financially strapped, but still finds a way to open her own business her dream business then it is run by patty fucking lupone who then tries to boot her out of and actually i believe does set the place on fire to get her out um she is uh in the ballroom scene teaching her adopted children not actually adopted but like they're her children essentially um not only how to walk the ballroom scene and they do they're fabulous um but also how to be good human beings she's actually so invested in their growth and also she's mothering her own mother because in season two her ballroom mom electra comes back because she's fallen on hard times and blanc is an amazing support system for her um she is an incredible inspiration 
uh, in a way that I don't think that you can say for for Linda. I think Linda is a very real mom, and I think Blanca is an aspirational mom, and that is why I'm going to vote for Blanca here. No disrespect to Linda. So I'm going to bring it back to Amy. Where are you on this one? I'm going to go, and Kara, I just want to say that your your testimony here was heartfelt, and um, I could feel the passion. I'm going to go with Blanca, though, for the representation, also because she took down Edna from <laughs> Fact of Life before, and Edna was my 1980s non-typical mom, um, which clearly Blanca has blown out of the water as being non-typical. Um, so, yeah. So, Blanca for Edna all the way. <laughs> all right. Curtis, where are you? A friend of mine is actually the creator of Pose, Stephen Canals, um, fantastic person. I used to work in higher ed with him. Hey, Stephen, I'm sure you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, so for that alone, because literally this is Sophie's choice. This is, I love Linda Belcher. I love Bob's Burgers, but I also love pose and I love what Blanca stands for and, and what that brings to this bracket. And if for no other reason than to hopefully get people to actually go watch pose to give this a chance, because other than like um, the sizable gay population who's listening to this right now, if you haven't watched pose, give it a shot. Like it's super interesting and you will absolutely learn something that you didn't know before. So Blanca. Okay. Uh, by the way, I believe the first two seasons of Pose are on Netflix. Um, check them out. The first few episodes are not great, again, but it gets so much better. By the end of season one, it's amazing, and season two is incredible. So we are going to move Blanca forward. I hope you're okay with that, Kara. I'll live. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up, last round, Gloria Delgado Pritchett basically moved from Modern Family, a two seed, basically moved forward out of a deference. No one really cared. Uh, but this time she's up against Harriet Winslow from Family Matters, who is a seven seed, but I'm pretty sure is unanimously moving forward here. Uh, Amy, are you with Harriet? Yes. Curtis. Yep. Kara. Harriet all the way. Harriet all the way. And with that, we are done with round two. So we are going to take a quick break to check on your father. It's never that good when he's this quiet. So we will be right back. Hey, Kate. Hey, Eric. So I heard, and this may be true, that you were actually the Great Pop Culture Debate's very first Patreon subscriber. <gasps> Was I? You were. You're not only a panelist, you're also a founder. Also a founder. I mean, it does give me a feeling of joy to contribute towards high quality podcasts like the Great Pop Culture Debate so that, you know, like I get swag. Yeah. What kind of swag do you get? Um, you get a button. That's the one I signed up for. Is there a tote? I feel like there should be a tote. <laughs> There's not a tote yet, but that's a great idea. I have some other ideas that I'm working on. You get access to things early. You get access to Patreon-only little mini-sodes. You get to hear the warm-ups before when everyone's just kind of getting their little sea legs before they get into the main the main attraction. And you get season zero. You get season zero. It's exactly right. You will never hear the otherwise, folks. And there's some great episodes in that, which include best Madonna single, best RuPaul's Drag Race lip sync, best uh, 90s cartoon. And the only way you can hear those is by getting a Patreon sponsor sponsorship with for as low as two dollars a month then you even get season zero just for that so so thank you very much kate uh we appreciate all of our patreon sponsors and if you do have the interest please go to patreon.com backslash great pop culture debates and support us with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the great pop culture debate on the best TV moms. We have winnowed things down to our elite eight. And I just want to say to my panel, I'm not mad at you for your choices. I'm just 
disappointed. <laughs> uh, so first up, we have Moira Rose uh, from Schitt's Creek versus Catelyn Stark from Game of Thrones. I'm going to go around the horn. Kara, uh, who are you voting for here? I think I'm going to go with Catelyn Stark on this one. All right. You're getting, Amy? You're getting down to it. We are. We are. Amy, what about you? House of Stark. Curtis. Moira Rose, please. You are outnumbered this time. I am 100% voting for Catelyn Stark over Moira Rose here. If it finally happened, can I, uh, can she I may give have been... one, one minute of argument to try to sway yes, someone? Absolutely. Let me hear it. The reason that Moira Rose b- belongs on this bracket and deserves to move forward is because she had to learn to become a mother. Moira was, they were rich. In the beginning of the show, episode one, they were a rich family. It was very much um, the Lucille Bluth, the, um, the kind of the Carol Brady. Like you you had someone else who was taking care of your kids. You paid them to take care of them. She didn't, she, she didn't have a relationship with them. And throughout the show, she had to learn to become a mother as like this 50 or 60 year old woman, which I think is such an interesting at like perspective that no one else on this bracket currently does. And I think she becomes a really good mother. She learns to care for them. She learns to support them in ways. She helps them to, you know, get back out there when they've had their hearts broken. Um, she encourages her kids to, to open a business or to become, um, uh, whatever it is Alexis does, uh, PR, like she, she encourages her children and supports them. And by the end of the show, you fall in love with her, not only as a character, but as a mother. And I think I, I really like Catelyn Stark. I think that she's a, a strong mother and yes, she died for her children, but did she have to? Well, maybe if they had made better choices and she had taught them better. Just saying Moira all the way. Ouch. Uh, no, that was actually a really good argument, Curtis. Uh, the fact that she became a, a mom in life, that, that actually is very compelling to me. Um, but uh, she did not, not only did Catelyn die for her children, Catelyn survived for her children. Because let us not forget that the whole series started with Brand being attacked, pushed out a window, and then attacked again. And she literally had to protect him by having blades cutting into her hands. She went to the ends of the earth to save all of her children. She lost uh, Rob, but like who saw that coming? Like I watched that episode with Kara Austin. Kara, <laughs> did you see that coming? No, no. Um, and like uh, you can argue that she was only around for the first two, maybe three seasons of the show. But as I think Amy said in earlier in round one, Catelyn's presence is felt through the entire series. Um, when you look at who's ending standing at the end of that show, it's because Catelyn was a fiercely protective mother. And obviously you don't want moms that are in the position they have to make those kind of choices. But I don't think there's anybody else left on this, this elite eight right now, except maybe Blanca, who would even have the strength of character to make the kind of choices that Catelyn does. And that's not even counting about what happens to her in the books, which is a completely different story and a whole other podcast. So with that being said, uh, we have three votes for Catelyn, unless anyone's changing their votes to Moira. Kara? I'm sticking with Stark. Amy? Nope. Solid. Solid. All right. Dark. Catelyn moves to the final four. Next up in what I honestly think could have been a final two battle, it's Clara Huxtable from the Cosbys versus Marge Simpson from the Simpsons. I want to start this time with Curtis. Marge Simpson. She is. Amy. Great. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. I didn't know if I needed to make my case now, or are we just voting? I'm just doing around the horn to see what people's takes are. Marge uh, Amy, where are you? Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> Claire Huxtable. Oh, okay. And Kara? Marge Simpson. Yeah, Marge too. Um, do you want to make an argument for for Claire, Amy, or are you understanding where we are with I, this? I, I, I am understanding you are all very passionate about Marge. I don't feel the same way, but I am not willing to, you know, go out on this one. Interesting. I do want to hear your feelings on Marge when we go to the next round, but uh, do you want to save your argument, Curtis, until then? Yeah, that's fine. Perfect. Next up, it's Sophia Petrillo versus Carol Brady. I'm going to start with Kara. Um, Sophia. Yeah. Uh, I Amy? I don't care for Carol. <laughs> okay. Amy? <laughs> this is a tough one because I'm, I'm torn between best character best iconic mom. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I think Sophia is the better character. And 
also a great mom, so she knocks out Carol Brady. I'm going to go Sophia Petrillo. Curtis. I have to agree. I think Sophia is both a terrible mother and a wonderful mother, and I think that makes her very interesting. I agree with that. It's like, who would I rather be? Who would I rather have as my mother? And I think it's Sophia. Although Carol does have that amazing flip hairdo. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's it's Sophia. She's going to share those secrets with you. That's true. She might not. She's a glamorous lady. She keeps them to herself. Uh, and finally, in the Elite it's Blanca Evangelista from Pose versus Harriet Winslow from Family Matters, who we haven't really discussed that much. I want to start with Amy. Where are you on this? Um, you've made a really solid case for, and I might have to watch Pose now because I know nothing about this show, but um, I don't know. Should I come back to you? Come back to me. Let's see if my vote matters. All right, Curtis. So let's talk about Harriet, because even in the warm-up, we haven't talked about Harriet at all. And I re- when we first saw the bracket and the seedings, I reached out to Eric and I was like, I am livid that Harriet Winslow is a seven seed, that she would be this low. Harriet Winslow was, uh, to me... The quint like that was Friday Mom like that was the quintessential mm-hmm. Friday Mom. I watched her on TGIF. I loved the sassiness. Like I think it had an impact on me growing up because I I didn't watch a whole lot of shows that had people like Harriet Winslow who stood their ground as much as she does. And she had a lot of children in that house, and I feel like she did a great job of taking care of them when they made mistakes when they got caught up with the wrong crowd when they made the choices that we were all making when we were in high school she still cared and while she was like the tough love mom and i I really appreciated that about her this one's really hard um because it's like two cinderella stories you have two very low seated not teams two really low seated moms here um God, I'm going to vote for Harriet just because I think that it was totally unfair for her to be as low as she was. And I think that she's really fantastic. Okay. Kara, where are you on this one? I'm with Harriet. I know when I was filling out my own brackets, like going into the final, in the way I was doing it, I had Harriet versus Marge and like my soul was tearing apart Um, for all the reasons that Curtis mentioned. And also like on top of being the tough love mom, she was like her, she saw the best in everybody while also still like holding them to account like she was the one who advocated for people to be nice to their to steve mm-hmm. <laughs> steve you know to steve urkel she was you know the one who would come to his defense and like you guys need to knock it off he's a nice kid he's a little weird but you know it's like he's still a person and you have to treat him as such um while you know for for everyone else in that show and the audience he was a punchline and i think there's something really special about that that's lovely. And I have to say, for as hard as I've stomped for Blanca, I appreciate that argument because, I mean, certainly Blanca is standing up for the little guy too and Blanca holds her ground and all of those things. But I also think um, this is where I try to check my own personal um, leanings. And I think are the vast majority of the people listening to this podcast even familiar with Pose and Blanca Evangelista versus Family Matters and Harriet Winslow? Which is a show that I also, we were talking about the Cosbys earlier. Yeah. I don't think that that one's getting a lot of, like, when's the last time you saw Family Matters in syndication? Mm. When's that? Where's that on streaming? Like, but I um, think another important thing I forgot to mention is that not only is she taking care of her children and is she the, you know, her, Carl could get all wound up about anything and she was, you know, the, the kind of steadfast one there, but she also took in her sister. Right. Was it Rachel? And, yeah. and R- Ricky, I think, was the little kid. So like she's she keeps bringing you know I, I haven't seen Pose but we had talked we had talked about with Blanca like bringing more people in it's like if she had the ability to care for somebody else and give them a safe place to be and you know encourage them to do well she's doing that too and that kind of extends next door to Steve yeah absolutely Amy have you made a decision here um, um Family Matters is where I was going to go with this um I was curious to like hear what everyone else said so yeah I'm I'm good with this. I'm okay with it too. Um, Blanca had a great run and uh, nothing but respect to her and the show. But I think in terms of overall TV 
pop culture awareness, I have to give the nod to Harriet just for that. Um, and people can come for me on that argument. It's not a great argument, but that's where we are. Uh, so final four, Catelyn Stark versus Marge Simpson, Sophia Petrillo versus Harriet Winslow was not the final four I was expecting. <laughs> not at all. I would have definitely expected Claire Huxtable in there for sure. Maybe even Carol. Uh, but I think it's fascinating and very different characters. So I'm going to start with the first one, Catelyn versus Marge. Go, Kara. I'm on the Marge barge. <laughs> I'm riding it all the way. I'm riding it all the way to the finish line. All right, Curtis. L- let's see if we need to make an argument here because you might want to save it to the final two. I looked, Curtis? I looked up the uh, the line that Kara was talking about because I remember that episode and it's always be yourself. If you want to be sad, honey, be sad. We'll write it out with you. And when you get finished feeling sad, we'll still be here. And it's, it's Marge Simpson. It's every day of the week. Amy, you don't care for Marge. Do you, are you voting for Catelyn here? Um, I, I yes, I am. I I am again House Stark all the way. I I actually I I'm I'm I realize I'm going to be I'm the villain of this episode, but I don't like The Simpsons. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Tell me more. I just I don't. I I mean I understand it predicts the future. I get it. It's crazy. <laughs> It's been around for much longer than my children. Like I get it, but like, it's just not for me. So I don't, I don't relate to it the same way. And I'm not saying that I relate to Catelyn Stark the way I do Claire Dunphy, who's my homegirl. But, um, but I, I think, I think I have to just stay with Catelyn Stark here. I, I, she's, she's the mom that, you know. I'm going to have to stick with because I, I don't like The Simpsons. That is fair. I, I will say for me that it is Marge. So that's three for Marge. Uh, you you can hold on to your, your arguments for next round. The final final four, we have Sophia Petrillo versus Harriet Winslow. I'm going to start with Curtis. Uh, as Yeah, I, I kind of am pulling in Eric. As hard as I stumped for Harriet Winslow, Sophia Petrillo is... Uh, she was the mom that I adopted when I watched the golden girls. Like, I mean, you kind of make all of them your mom, but Sophia was the mom's mom and that made, made her special. Um, Harriet's fantastic and amazing, but Sophia, when you look at the character outside of being a mom and then the character plus being a mom, I think Sophia comes out on top. And usually Blanche is the one on top, so that's that's impressive. Uh, Amy, where are you on this one? Sophia versus Harriet. Sorry, was that me for Amy? Yeah, sorry. Um, I, I'm going to go with – this is just not the way I saw this playing out at all. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm a little shell-shocked. But in this matchup, Sophia Petrillo, yes, because um, this should have been Claire Huxtable. But so <laughs> Sophia Petrillo. I, I do not disagree. I, I am shocked that Claire was not there. Both of the Claires got knocked out. Yeah. You're over here. All the Claires. Yeah. Cindy Walsh didn't even make it. I'm not sure why I'm here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing a great job. Kara, what about you? I'm sticking with Harriet Winslow, and I'm looking at it through the lens of, wait, what happened? Um, I'm looking at the lens like, who would I want to, who would I rather have be my mom if I had, you know, got to choose that? And while I love Sophia, I just, I don't know. I, I I would want the guidance um, and the, the tough love, but also the, the warm heart of Harriet Winslow. That is very sweet. I have to say, if I had to choose one of those, I 100% would want the shadiest one because I would want to <laughs> usurp her power, much like the rule of two with the Sith. The, you know, I would take her place at one point, um, much like Dorothy and Sophia in real life. In fact, here's a canon. They're Sith. And uh, <laughs> Sophia is the leader and Dorothy is the, is the student. Um, so I believe that's three for Sophia and one for Harriet. So we have a final two of March Simpson versus Sophia Petrillo. I did not see this coming for the final two. Let me say that. And I want to start with Amy. I think I know where you're going here. So why don't you get your <laughs> vote out there? I like almost want to abstain because I just don't think this is it. But I, I guess if this is it, then this is it's Sophia Petrillo. It's the choices we have to make. I mean, that's very mother, right? Like sometimes you just have to deal with what's life handing you, right? Yes. And she is, um, I, Kara, I will say, I, I don't know that I would want her to be my mother, but I think that I would enjoy her as my grandma. So. Oh, totally. You know, 
And I think she would have excellent candy, by the way. Yes, <laughs> she probably would. And she's definitely got, you know, liquor stashed in the cane. Like she's definitely got a flask in the purse at all times. So she's a fun one to be around. I'd like her at holidays. Sophia Petrillo. All right. Kara. Marge Simpson. An alligator with sunglasses? Now I've seen everything. (laughs) (laughs) And how about you, Curtis? I did see this coming. I picked these two as my final two. So wow. aren't you Namby Pamby? I am Namby Pamby. Put that on <laughs> just a like sh- the Simpsons. Put that on the shirt for me, Namby Pamby boy. Um, and who did I pick? I ended up picking Marge, and I think I'm going to stick with Marge over Sophia because my my criteria from the beginning was 50% mother, 50% character. And while I think Sophia as a character is hilarious, she has some of the best lines and stories and story arcs throughout the entire show. She's very fun to watch. She is not great to her children all the time. She badgers and batters and abuses verbally, at least, uh, her daughter, who she lives with, who is, you know, sustaining her on a daily basis. And while she does love her son, who is a crossdresser, I believe is the the term that they use in the show and the one that he chooses. Um, there's it, she, That's her favorite child. So she's chosen a clear favorite and is not quiet about it. Marge does not pick favorites. She loves all of her children. She does not, while she definitely struggles with Bart, I think she still shows him love and support. And you you don't get a better mother than Marge Simpson. So yeah. I think she unequivocally loves Bart. I think she she loves absolutely all three of her children equally. Although, I mean, I was going to say clearly Lisa is her favorite, but really Marge is Lisa's favorite because you think of the episode where the world is ending and they're mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry, little girl, you have to choose one of your parents. And they can't even finish the sentence. And she's like, mom. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Um, Marge has a little bit of an advantage because she has been a mother since 1988 mm. and her children have remained the same age. I would be curious to know how Marge would be as a parent with teenagers. I think she would probably struggle with Bart, who I cannot imagine would be an easy teenager to deal with. Um, but she also has had to put up with Homer, whom she clearly loves and he clearly loves her. But um, I mean, you want to talk about long suffering? Yeah. He's, yeah, he's a fourth child, essentially. Um, Marge is incredible. And I think we, we've touched upon this a couple times in the episode where she's both a an amazing mom in her love for her family, but she's also a realistic mom in that she does fail. She tries really hard. Like, I, uh, there is no point when Marge is not trying really hard. Um, but she fucks it up sometimes. She becomes a gambling addict. Um, I'm trying to think some of the other. There's the the one where she and Homer go away for like a weekend and grandpa's watching the kids and they get taken by the state. Do you remember this? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then they go to the Flanders. They, get, they go to the Flanders. And then they, she has to go and petition them. And they're, they're like, uh, we took your drug test and you checked, you, you tested positive for crack and, and um, PCP, L- P- right? PCP. And she's like, the only thing I am high on is LSD, love for my son and daughters. <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh, and I'm sorry, Amy, this is probably boring you to tears. Um, and she's, she also, you see her struggling to live up to an ideal she has in her head too, because so often she's trying to pull them back from like, the slovenly nature of that they're inclined to like there's the one where um they're all i don't know if it's it, and that's the thing simpsons in the early days the episodes are written and they're so tight every possible visual gag in line is just moving the plots forward and then the the a and b plots kind of start off so separately and then intertwine in the middle and it's really good writing and that's why like after season 12 i'm like something's happened here and i'm not as interested but there's one she's they're in they're just watching tv and eating and she's like i'm gonna go in the dining room to to, to have a conversation does anyone want to join me you're all welcome and then nobody looks up everyone's just still watching and eating and then you just she's off screen and you just hear her hello marge how's it going how's your family i don't want to talk about it mind you and she's having this whole conversation where she ends up arguing about what she's upset about yeah and i mean there was i don't know about anybody else with that again i said in the in the first up part in the warm-up that roseanne was the closest to seeing my mom on screen but that march was also very close to my mother um so i have i have 
empathy towards Marge, but also a tremendous amount of respect for her. So, Amy, my assumption is there's nothing we're going to be able to do here to sway your vote. No, I still don't like The Simpsons, but I hear him. But Marge sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> that is, you know what? We're going to take that. So I think with a three to one, uh, and, and Amy, is, I think it's completely understandable to vote for Sophia. She's not a bad pick in any way. Um, but that is our pick for the best TV mom. It's Marge Simpson. Do you agree? Do you think that we need to book a therapy appointment with Dr. Marvin Monroe? Tell us how you really feel by leaving a comment on this episode at greatpopculturedebate.com or find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube. While you're there, make sure you subscribe and follow the podcast so you can hear all all about our new debates coming soon and vote in open polls and even decide which topics we tackle next. So I want to say thank you to my panel. You always make the best after school snacks and thank you for listening. If you loved what you heard, please consider supporting us on Patreon where you can get even more exclusive content and you get episodes a whole day early. We hope that you have a good one. And remember, everyone is entitled to their wrong opinion. Now, where do we think you're going dressed like that? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.